Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello, I'm Raquel Derivo. I work in the communications team at NHS Employers. I'm here at Worcestershire Acute Hospital to talk to David Southall, who is an avid blogger and hospital chaplain. He works in spiritual and pastoral care. David, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, my name's David Southall. I'm the chaplaincy team leader at Worcestershire Acute Hospital's NHS Trust. And I created the chaplain's blog at www.revdavidsouthall.com. So, David... Can you explain the background behind setting up the blog? So I had lots of conversations with people as I'm doing my daily job. And often they're saying, you know, I can't stand all this bad press about this hospital. I've not had bad treatment here. Now, maybe that's just the people I'm coming across. But I just wondered whether there wasn't a public forum for the blog. And I thought, we need a space where people can express their views And that was the idea behind it. They had good news of good news stories about the treatment they'd had at this hospital and at the other hospitals in the Trust. Could you tell us a bit about your blog and the types of stories that it covers? So the first thing to say is that it's a good news blog. Um, The secret's in the title. And it accepts all sorts of stories from staff, patients, relatives... Anyone who's had a good experience of the trust in which we're working and the wider NHS as well. I think it can cover any topics from the seemingly mundane to the really complex and the really sad and and difficult situations that people face. So, for example, the very moving story written just last week by someone whose daughter had had a a late pregnancy loss, who just went into detail about all of the staff on the wards, from the um, cleaners and the domestic assistants through to the healthcare assistants, the medics, and, and last but not least, the nurses, just noting how much compassion that they showed on that that really difficult situation. These are stories that stick with people for life and they're stories that don't have very many other places to be told you won't find that in the newspaper but it's an outstanding marker of care and compassion I think. When you first set up the blog did you face any barriers in the trust? In terms of barriers there weren't really any I know that people think that trusts are um, big slow-moving animals but actually when I mentioned it to the communications team here at this trust they welcomed it with open arms they pointed me in the right direction of course they had concerns that you know it might be used for um, uh, less good news but I assured them that it was a good news blog and that's what it was going to be about Um, everyone else uh, including the trust board who have been super supportive of, uh, of welcomed it, I think. So how did you manage to get over 200,000 hits on your website? Did you promote your blog? I honestly have no idea how it got to 200,000 hits. Uh, it's a mystery to me. I thought it would be a small local blog that a few hundred people would, um, would log on to. 
I suppose it taps into a, a zeitgeist of, of the good, really, and that actually good news is powerful. And, and I think lots of people shared with me that there was no other space to publish it. It's kind of good news breeds good news. And just as the converse is true in the press, that actually sometimes bad news leads on to more and more bad news, um, I thought I'd give this a try, and it seems to have captured public imagination. It seems to have captured the appetite of people to tell their stories, which by and large, given that they're always going to be difficult and challenging and and sad stories around as well because we are the NHS and we deal with people. But by and large, their stories are positive and good and full of compassion and care. What kind of tools did you use to get your blogs out there? Did you use social media platforms to do this? Well, I developed an old-fashioned poster campaign, um, which I use locally um, and in the hospital, uh, I gave away free pens, which is always great for nurses, um, black ink, of course. Um, I linked the blog to my uh, Twitter and Facebook pages, um, so every blog post went to those and had some interesting retweets from there. I let local news media know um, and had some uh, positive stuff in the newspapers about it. Um, who seem to have caught the vision of good news. Um, local news is very different to national news, and they're as willing to print good stories as they are, um, the less good. And I just think the enhancement of social media really, really helped. You know, it sent it not just to a county-wide audience, uh, but actually to a, a national and NHS audience, and, and people have seemed to have grabbed the vision of that. Would you like to tell us about some of the stories that you've blogged about and the impact that they've had? Yeah, the stories uh, are quite diverse in their nature. So one example of a story would be of a couple who lost their little one, um, who have gone to on to set up a, a charity from that, but whose story actually captured people's imagination, was tweeted and retweeted, but but also the comments from it were partly saying how moving and how people were thinking of this couple, uh, but also uh, was asking if there were practical things that they could do to help, or also just standing with them in thoughts and good thoughts and even prayers. So that's one side of the coin. Um, the other is uh, uh, another blog which I posted um, about my own experience of depression and stress and burnout and it was a story just of uh, the way that stress got to me and that had significant impact uh, I think on Twitter and and on the blog um, leading to kind of conversations and comments of people who were feeling the same or who were just spotting the warning signs. Staff members in the NHS, um, people who contacted me by email or phoned me up afterwards and just wanted me to hear their story as well. So I think on that level, you know, it's been a great communication tool, um, both for staff and for communicating patient stories. 
Can you describe what's happened since you set up the blog? Well, since I set up the blog, um, it's gone from strength to strength, really. You know, we're approaching, or if not past 200,000 views now, which is staggering to me still. Um, the local press have been uh, really supportive. We've had some good spreads in the paper about that. I write a weekly column in the Worcester News uh, entitled The Chaplain's Blog. We've gained the interest of uh, local politicians and they've been in and um, given their support to the blog. The Trust Board have been very supportive and uh, very positive about it. And that culminated in, in having the privilege of winning the Chairman's Award at the annual award ceremony. Um, so th that was a great uh, bonus. But I suppose mainly I've just been touched by the number of staff and people in the community who just welcomed it and said, you know, that blog made me cry, that blog really warmed my heart, that blog's boosted my morale, that blog's made me know I'm doing a job that's worth doing and worth doing well. So what plans have you got moving forward? Where would you like to take this? I think the blog's a powerful tool. I hadn't realised it myself, and I don't think that we've scratched the surface of it yet. But part of a study that I did showed that it had two main impacts. One, that it increased staff morale, and one, that it gave the community ownership of their hospitals you know these are our hospitals after all um, I live in this community and I want to be treated with compassion and care and I want to tell the good stories of care that I've had as well and I think that can be a tool that can be used across other trusts and across other hospitals so my main vision is to see a network of blogs that are given over to telling the good news stories I don't know, the 99, 95% good news stories that happen day in, day out because of caring and dedicated staff in the NHS. And I'd love it if people were willing to take up the challenge of creating their own good news blog for their site. Now, I know there are ways of accessing good news and there's patient opinion and all of that, but to have a dedicated site just for good news... Uh, seems a powerful tool and can give people a voice, not just in the community, but in the staff group as well. Thank you. I understand that you're trying to develop a network on Twitter. Would you like to talk about it in a bit more detail? Really, I'd like people to know that I'm a novice at social media and that the blog was really my first foray into it. But since then, I've discovered Twitter. In fact, I discovered Twitter as a direct result of the blog because I thought it was a good way to get my posts out there to a, to a wider audience. And from discovering Twitter, I discovered a lot of nursing and chaplaincy resources that were on Twitter, um, particularly we nurses. And from there, I've set up We Chaplains, which is a Twitter community which is given over to spiritual care knowing that spiritual care is for everyone and spiritual care is everyone's business. 
We Chaplains has been going about six weeks. We, we've got a thousand followers, but we can always welcome more. I suppose it's quality, not quantity as well. And we really want people who are passionate about spiritual care and who are passionate about implementing it in the NHS, uh, NHS setting. I'm really glad of the opportunity to talk about the blog and I hope I've been able to communicate how powerful a tool I think it can be in just spreading good news and increasing morale. If you want to look at it, of course, you can go to revdavidsouthall.com or you can follow me on Twitter at RevDaveSouthall or at WeChaplains. Thanks very much for your time, David. I hope the Twitter network continues to grow and I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. Thank you.